You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. All right, as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience are uh, currently practicing informatics pharmacists and any newcomers to the field. So today we're actually going to be talking about FHIR 4, which is uh, not F-I-R-E, but it's F-H-I-R. So as of January 2nd, 2019, the Health Level 7 International, uh, they announced the release of FHIR 4. This is a really big deal and it's a game changer for much of healthcare IT moving forward. Today we'll be focusing on discussing what FHIR 4 is, how it's different from before, and how this can affect us as pharmacy informaticists. So, what is FHIR? FHIR is a healthcare standard interfacing technology that stands for Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resources. Before we talk more about FHIR, one of the previous standards that we should recap is the HL7 messaging standard. So HL7 messaging can be broken down into two main types. There was version 2 and there was version 3. So HL7 version 2 is a standard that was widely adopted by many companies, hospitals, and health systems out there. Uh, which include communication interfaces between smart pumps, automated dispensing cabinets, IV workflow software, and more. So if you're already working in a healthcare organization, chances are you, you've already experienced some kind of technology that uses HL7 version 2. HL7 version 2 was also a key messaging standard for uh, admits, discharges, and transfers of patients, in addition to being an important standard in financial processes. Version 2 had multiple releases, so there were releases of 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, 2.4, and so on. So due to the incremental nature of version 2, every subsequent version uh, 2.x was backwards compatible with the last. Messages in HL7 version 2 were very machine-oriented and aren't very pretty to the, the human eye, as most of us pharmacy informaticists know, and uh, if we work on machine interfaces that use them. So these messages are separated into segments by vertical pipe characters, and each segment is defined in a certain way. For example, every message that is in HL7 version 2, they start with an MSH segment, which identifies what type of message it is. There's also a PID segment, which would be the patient identity, and there would be a PV1 segment, which would be a patient visit, and so on. And this is the standard that most of us informatics pharmacists are used to when working with uh, you know technologies like Pixis machines, Alaris pumps, IV workflow software, and other similar technologies. From what I've experienced, which I would imagine many other informaticists uh, have experienced as well, is that HL7 version 2 is limited and very, very strict. This results in the need to customize our interfaces with crosswalks or rules that would modify the segments in the HL7 version 2 messages to get interoperability to work how we want it to work. Um, because of this type of concern, this resulted in the Health Level 7 organization to work on and release the next version of HL7, which was uh, HL7 version 3. Now version 3 of HL7 is structured in an XML format, which is an extensible markup language. The idea is that version 3 would be developed mostly by medical informaticists, and this allows for a better customizable framework that would be more relatable to actual clinical practice. So it does away with the restrictions that version 2 had. The major problem that version 3 encountered is that it is based on a completely different structure from version 2. So it results in the inability to have backwards compatibility with version 2. Because of this, it would be more difficult to re-implement version 3 into a healthcare system and redo all the customizations that were in version 2. 
So there will be a higher amount of effort needed and higher amount of resources and staffing needed to have the organization support both a version 2 and a version 3 concurrently. So let's get back to FHIR. FHIR is basically a new standard that would encompass all the best aspects of HL7 version 2 and version 3. FHIR is based on a different architecture that would be easier to implement due to its modular capabilities. Because of this, organizations and companies would have better cost savings since there are less customizations potentially needed. FHIR still retains the ability to customize, but it wouldn't be as restrictive as HL7 version 2's limitations. FHIR is also an open source project allowing its evolution to be a collective effort. But why is FHIR 4 a big step forward? FHIR 4 is the first time in the iterations of FHIR that will allow all future changes to it to be backwards compatible. This is a major step because every time there's an upgrade to the FHIR version in the future, we don't have to worry about breaking any existing system interfaces. In addition, FHIR 4 added more platforms in the framework to allow for a better modular customization in the future. So why is this actually important to informatics pharmacists? As you may already know, informatics pharmacists can have many roles. The roles that are involved with working on technologies that need an interfacing language are the ones that need to be aware of this change. Um, what I'm referring to are people who work on automated dispensing cabinets or IV pump interoperability and uh, any softwares that take an HL7 feed. It's important to be aware of what's coming. And if you hear rumblings about your organization switching to fire, make sure that you are part of that discussion. There will be an effort needed to move towards that new standard. And as keepers of the pharmacy technology workflows, it's really important to help drive that discussion in the right direction to ensure staffing and testing are all adequately supplied for a successful transition in the pharmacy arena. All right. If you like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media through Twitter or Facebook uh, through the handle PharmacyITMe, or you can email us at PharmacyITMe at gmail.com. We're looking for guest hosts. We're looking for uh, guest interviews. So let us know if you're interested. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at TonyDowPharmD. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal. Oh, 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 oh,